0: Honky. Dave Holmes. How are you, my friend?
1: Well, we survived another uh week of hashtag flesh hunger.
0: Yeah, we did. Boy, you know, I didn't expect that that phrase from a from a, a Catholic sex education manual to take off, but it really has.
1: As our uh beloved engineer said, flesh hunger sounds like a like a metal band from Norway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it might it be is- I, I'm getting DMS that just say flesh hunger from people. I don't even know, which I think is great. I think that's a success.
1: We're of course talking about our first times. It's it's first right. time month here at homophilia. Dave yeah. shared his uh, first time story. Mm-hmm. I shared a, a muddled version of mine and now Please.
0: it's everybody else's turn. Yeah. And we're getting them. We're getting text. We're getting audio. Like, like, like any good smut, we get uh, you know. Some sometimes it's photos, sometimes it's uh, it's not it's not photos. No one sending yeah. us photos, and please, nobody sent us photos. We are, in yeah. fact, just cut all that out. We're getting we're getting text. We're getting we're getting audio. We're it, it's it's sweeping the nation. For it, it was conceived as my first time, but I do feel like flesh hunger is a much better title. Yeah, for the
1: enterprise it says it all. Um, And we're going to get to a flesh hunger story Mm -hmm. shortly, but Mm -hmm. uh, we should mention this week's guest is the delightful James
0: Arthur. He is so fantastic. He is uh, one of the hosts of the fantastic podcast, Minority Corner, which you can hear on the Maximum Fun Network. Um, He is a delight, and we were so excited to get him. Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah, I think you're going to
1: enjoy this conversation for sure. Absolutely. Total joy to talk to. I don't think we get into James's... First time, but we do get into the flesh hunger in general, sure, of course.
0: Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a common thread. Yeah, um, but you know what? We we have some audio. Oh, we, have, we do. We have some audio. We I, I should say to the listener, we will be here. This will be our first time hearing this story. Yes, it will. Um, we're rolling the dice here. It uh, it came from a listener, who we will identify only as Kent. Kent. Um, are you ready?
2: uh as ready as I'm gonna be?
0: okay, Kent?
2: My first time, this is Kent from Canada. Hmm. little backstory. I was raised the son of Pentecostal missionaries. I grew up overseas. Oh, so it took me a long time to come out and to figure things out. Well, I, my first 80. time was when I was thirty three I was living in London at the time, going to school. And I had flown to Berlin for a voice lesson. I was staying with a friend of a friend who is a cute Australian who happened to study with the same voice teacher that I was spending the weekend studying with. So my last night there, my voice teacher and all of his students went out for dinner and drinks. We closed down a bar in Berlin, and we staggered home, the Australian base and I. And he made a pass at me. And I remember thinking, well, I guess it's going to have to happen sometime. So we had sex. And I immediately then had to jump in the shower, grab a cab, and head back to the airport, because my flight back to London was that morning. And as I staggered onto the plane, probably still drunken, with probably a bemused expression on my face, the stewardess was, are you okay? I said, um, yes, I made some non-committal remark and proceeded to enjoy the flight back to London.
0: I love it. I love it. You know, you know what I loved about oh. Kent's delivery. I love that he allowed for some pauses. Yes. So that so that it, we could kind of experience, you know, the the theater of the mind element.
3: We could yes. fill in the
0: blanks our own self. I appreciate that. I appreciate Kent
1: was not afraid to just let us sit in the silence a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know and feel whatever we need to feel. Feel right. the discomfort that comes from your first time.
0: Sure. Uh a time when uh, when a person could go from North America to Europe. Imagine that. Which seems which seems enticing right now. There's uh, there's an international flavor to it. There's a general foods international coffee element to it. Yeah. There's um, there's the experience of coming out. Coming out. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh,
1: you know, and, 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 and staggering, uh, still drunk from the night before onto a plane after. A I, mean, trip. Who I mean, who can't relate?
0: Who can't relate? God. Oh God. The immediate shower. I felt that. Sure. I felt the immediate shower and a European shower too, which those, those are, those are difficult. That's right. Uh, wow. Kent, we love it. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Welcome. Um, Homophiliapod at gmail.com. You can send text. You can send audio. Again, pictures uh, we don't need. Um, But uh, we're we're delighted to have them. We're delighted to have your stories of flesh hunger. Anyway, Matt. Send us your
1: flesh hunger. And we're also delighted to get your reviews.
0: We've been mm-hmm. asking
1: people for the, we've been doing this for three years, finally asking people to go to Apple Podcasts, give us sure. a five star review. Um, we'll share some on air. We have one this week from, go ahead. Uh, uh, the name is Buster Rudy. 5 stars great. for sure says Buster Rudy. Matt and Dave are so charming and witty. Every episode is a winner. The guests are oh. super fun to get to know or know better. And from such a unique perspective. Great work guys. Thank Can't you wait to hear Matt's first time non-story. Oh, this was written in in the in between and and then,
0: and then mm-hmm. Buster Rudy did hear my first time non-story. And it was a beautiful thing. Thank you so much Buster Rudy. Yeah. delighted to have you as a listener um and please do uh send in a review if you got uh, an idea for a log line for the show send it in we might use it if we use it you'll win uh you'll win you'll just win you'll You'll just win in general um and that's no small thing
1: so james arthur actor comedian marvel correspondent slash host podcast uh co-host and producer of minority corner Writer, yeah.
0: director, artist, dancer, choreographer. Yeah. During the lockdown, choreographer. He yes. Well, uh, he'll explain, but he's doing some uh, Zoom dance classes, which sound like a good old time. Here is James Arthur.
3: And we are back with James Arthur. Hello. Hey, boys. So glad to be here. We're so oh, happy Dave, to have yeah. you. <laughs> I, you know, Dave. I have to say, you know, I voted for you years ago. Oh. You were my MTV VJ pick. Oh, thank you so
0: much. Thank you so much. <laughs> I do. First, I really do appreciate that.
3: Well, it was the first experience that, like, dealing with elections that you don't always get what you want. So, sure, it, sure. <laughs> <a> <laughs> I got to experience uh, devastation at an early age. So, when 2016 aw. came around, it was like, oh, that's okay. I've I've been here before. <laughs> you've you've lived it. Well, thank you. Yeah, I I think Dave
1: was compared to Hillary Clinton in 2016 more times than he cared to be.
3: Came up on my Twitter a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I'm listening to her book, and I'm pretty sure she referenced you as well. Like, so you've been a guiding light for a lot of people. (laughs) Oh, that's. That can't be real. You're it's joking. not. No, I'm so okay. yeah. Okay. okay. That <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm giving him too much hope right now. Um, yeah. yeah. and just to keep yeah. the comment Matt, you were on one of my favorite episodes of Happy Endings. You got to work with Colin Hanks.
1: Oh my God. Beans. I can't believe you so you remember that beans. Yeah, and- by iconic two-line role. <laughs> like,
3: um, those are one of the hardest parts to be able to have, because you just are thrown into it. The cast already knows each other, and you've got, like, one line, you know? And so, yeah. and you killed it. Like, do you have more What cocaine. was really funny, funny that about episode.
1: that is that he, that, um... You know the character was meant to be like Colin Hanks's uh, intern or something. Yeah, and, and, and clearly he was supposed to be a douchebag. And when I went to the fitting, you know they they always tell you to like bring your own stuff, but I right. I they were like this is kind of going to be really easy. Don't worry about it. And I showed up, and the wardrobe person was like, Oh, oh my god, what you're wearing is perfect. That's great. And I was like, Oh oh no, this isn't. This is just me,
0: but
3: okay they were <laughs> like perfect you've nailed
0: it this is yeah. douchebag cocaine guy you've already got it yeah uh, well james you're already the greatest guest we've ever had so thank oh, you okay. you're um you're you're welcome back at any time
3: oh perfect i'm a huge fan so go. let's go great great this so
0: sorry good. to make
1: you repeat yourself but I, we were talking before about your current your current living situation uh yeah. to tell the people
3: Yeah, I've been all over the place. I mean, I originally from uh, the Bay Area and then I went to New York to go chase my dreams. And then after five years, I was like, I've had enough of New York. And on my way back to join the good people of California and I was going to move to LA. And then like I was leaving New York February 29th. And on that day, London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, I was going to stay in San Francisco for a month or two before moving to LA to catch my breath. And the mayor of San Francisco had declared a state of emergency. And like all of my New York friends were we're like, oh girl, good luck over there. And meanwhile, it was the best place to go to because she was like shutting it down, preparing for what was to come. I and so then I was gonna move to LA, but it's just so much uncertainty. And I left my heart in San Francisco. I love the Bay Area. Uh so I am actually moving back to the San Francisco to the Castro. Um come on. and I'm well, I'm kind of glad because, listen, I'm, I turn 35 in a few days. Like, I don't need to be in the bar scene. Like, I'm kind of glad that the pandemic is happening. So I'm not going to be like, I don't need to be a mess. I don't need to be that girl. Like, those days are done. Like, yeah. so I'll live in a cute neighborhood with, you know, all the gays. But I don't need to be like, you know, the messy housewife, A-lister gay. Great i mean disagree Perfect. i want i want that for, for you just because i want to live me? vicariously fair
1: okay to me, that sounds like a dream
3: but if there's not camera crews then they won't do it like if the cameras the cameras are there then sure that's fair so what
1: are you consuming in quarantine what's um on your watch list right now
3: okay it has been a journey for me. Like, when shit first hit the fan, I think there was something just, like, mass... Like, a lot of people are like, I just wanted to watch comedies or, like, cooking shows. Fuck that. Like, I watched the documentary on Netflix called Pandemic. I, (laughs) your guys' eyes just went like boop um yeah i wanted it was actually oddly reassuring because it was like oh there are doctors and people who've always been working on this it kind of made me feel like it was working in real time although i wish that everybody had like watched this documentary like six months prior we could have had a leg up um and then i did like ozarks and the wire so i was in this like really gritty painful shit i think it was like a way for me to like get the pain and sadness and misery mm-hmm. out of myself. Sure. Um, but I'm into more lighthearted things now. Okay. <laughs> oh, <such laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, yeah. So I I did, uh, oh, the Umbrella Academy. Have you guys seen the Umbrella Academy? Oh yeah. Not not yet. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Right, Dave? So fucking it's good. It's great.
0: It's great. Yeah. I'm halfway through the first season. Right? Oh, so,
3: hold on to behind. your butts. Like it's, I'm not going to give anything away, okay. but I found like it's sort of like a fucked up version of X-Men, like dealing with childhood trauma. Like it is. if you think about it, Professor, Professor Xavier was like asshole. He was like, go fight this war. And they're like, but I were kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. It is a it's a true. So at, I started the Umbrella Academy and the Magicians at the same time. <gasps> That's funny because my cousin said the same thing. I looped him into Umbrella Academy. He's like, oh, this reminds me of The Magicians. Like, you've got to watch The Magicians.
0: Yeah, The Magicians is pretty good. They are similar in tone. They're similar stories, kind of. Um, And because they were so similar, we couldn't decide which one to follow. And then we just never decided and started on something else. So I'm going to have to come back to The (laughs) Umbrella Academy just because there's less of it and I can hack through it.
3: Well, and it's good timing because the new season kicks off July 3rd. So you don't have to wait right. like that full year before you get into it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I fucking, yeah, we devoured. Oh, is there F-bombs on the show? <laughs> yeah, are there? Oh, good. Fuck yeah. So yeah, I did the Umbrella Academy. Um, But I also feel like every time I'm watching something sort of pulpy, I need, in this day and age, like I feel the necessary to like, educate myself about stuff so doing like you know documentaries I did like the Marsha P. Johnson documentary which was just like just incredible incredible absolutely incredible and then I didn't realize this a friend of mine who used to be one of the um, he was one of the directors of the anti-violence project he pops up in it I was like oh my god look it's (laughs) my do you just love it when a friend of yours pops up into something that you're watching randomly yeah
1: like a legendary
3: documentary about Marsha P. Johnson (laughs) Right. Not too shabby. Sylvia Rivera in that steals the show. Uh, Yeah. And I mean, speech at the Pride break. Yeah. Yes. Hands down. And just sort of like, it's interesting, you know, when you watch these sort of things and how, I mean, The trans community is still fighting for their rights. And it's sort of, I mean, they were on the front lines from the get go of the movement, the mothers of the movement. And everybody, you know, was fighting for gay rights and was like, oh, for, you know, marriage equality. and was like, oh, I guess work's done here. But we're still leaving behind our other people. It's the LG. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like the, you know, LGBT, it's a, it's a farce. I see so much sometimes transphobia within our community, phobia in the community, yeah. or even like yeah. misogyny amongst gay men towards, you know, women and lesbians. So yeah. All of it. And- yeah.
1: And the idea that like, uh, like, oh, suddenly tr- trans women are on the scene as if, right. as you're saying, they weren't the ones who, who,
3: got us here to begin with. Right. Because, you know, (laughs) they couldn't... I mean, they 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 couldn't necessarily hide like some, you know. Again, not shaming anybody for the times of like you know hiding who they were, but um, they couldn't. So they had to be on those those front lines, you know, fighting. And they just you know been left behind. They're you know trans women of color disproportionately murdered in this country. It's why it's been so heartwarming to see not only the, all the Black Lives Matter protests, but like the uh, you know Black Trans Lives Matters. You know, there's something that. I think Sylvia says in the documentary See, the Sylvia and Marcia, but they say, you know, oh, I think it's Marcia, Marcia says it. you know, we can't rest until everybody in this country has equality, you know, shame on any of us for thinking like mission accomplished at any point. And we look at like any person in this country, even around the world who doesn't have equality. It's our job to push that needle further along for a future that we may never see. But as long as we're doing something, you know, so I guess yeah. that's why for myself, it's like, I'll watch Umbrella Academy, but also need to, like, you know, watch some sort of documentary to sort of mm. balance it out. You need some, uh, yeah,
0: some true life. Did you, you mentioned the the X-Men, were you an X-Men person?
3: Um, I am what they call a blurred, so that is okay. a black nerd, um, in case you don't <laughs> oh. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> oh, man, watching that catch up with that, like, excuse me, tell me more. Um, yeah, so. And then, so, of course, obviously. <laughs> we have to have our own category. Um, huge X-Men fan. I Absolutely 110%. I actually used to work at Marvel for a period of time at Marvel Entertainment. I had like the dream job of any little nerd of, I was on a show that they had called Thwip the Big Marvel Show. Mm-hmm. And essentially it was sort of like, you know, a weekly entertainment this weekend Marvel type show. And, you know, I got to interview, go to Comic-Con and interview the cast of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and learn fight choreography from some of the you know marvel stunt coordinators and then i got to co-host the black panther red carpet premiere oh, wow that was i mean i'm like everything i don't care what happens in my life anymore like i've you know <laughs> if that's my peak so be it like getting Come to be on. the second on the red cart on the purple carpet to talk to the entire Cast like Angela Bassett, Chadwick Boseman, like Tessa Thompson, who just happened to be you know there. Like it was an amazing experience of just like oh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah,
0: that is it. I I meant to ask though, who, uh, which, like, who were you in the X Men universe? Ah. Or who who <laughs> who, ref, who did you see yourself reflected in?
3: I'm so glad you asked this question. Because me and my best friend, Deontay, used to play, we would play X-Men, you know? We would pretend like yeah. we were the X-Men. And I was always Rogue, and he was always Storm. And, you know, I, I like this. <laughs> just think it was just so interesting. That's where we just naturally gravitated. How lucky was I? Me and my best friend were just like, those are the best two characters, and that's who we used to pretend that we were uh, all the time. And, and Storm- yeah.
1: I know Storm is Halle Berry, but who is Rogue?
3: Rogue was Anna
0: Paquin in the
1: movie. Yeah, Anna Uh, Paquin,
3: and you know those movies just don't do it real justice. The you know it's sort of you know I love I love Halle Berry, but I think she was completely miscast. Like a Vanessa Williams would have done a much better job. Oh Oh, no, I'm sorry, Angela Bassett would Angela Bassett would have crushed it. That was, and actually, she was rumored to have been connected to it until Batman and Robin, the nipple one, you know, the one with the nipples, yeah. uh-huh. the one that ru- ruined like superhero movies for a few years, that happened. Yeah. And then Angela Bassett, like, was like, okay, I'm not doing a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So I you can't blame her. yeah Yeah. totally so but um yeah the cart i recommend the cartoon it's probably not as good as i remember it i think i watched it a few years ago but um if you can get yourself in the childhood mindset like rogue is such a badass she's this she's strong she flies she's just if you you see captain marvel no no (gasps) boys you have homework get on it Support I women know. first and foremost, and of course, <laughs> not coming on here to shame you, but also it's just an amazing superhero film. Of well, I think I was gonna say rogues in the comics, we're gonna get real nerdy. She steals yeah. uh, Miss Marvel's powers, so I was right. gonna try to give you yeah, a reference
0: that, of her ability. See, that was when I was reading the comic books. So when mm. Carol Danvers came back and started to get her powers back and punched her and like sent yes. her flying off the planet, that was yeah. that was peak X Men time for me. Also, Kelly Sue Deconic who wrote that, like, Captain Marvel series later right. was yes. involved in the movie. She and yes. I used to do improv together back in the, back
1: in the no day. No way!
3: Oh, yeah. You have Captain Marvel roots, Steve Holmes. I do, I do, and I haven't seen the movie, so don't tell her. Okay, we don't, um, don't listen to this episode. I will yes. tweet her to not listen to this episode. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> all right, well, that's fair. I was was Kitty Pride ever in the uh, in the cartoon? She was. Okay, fun. We're gonna look we're gonna play six degrees. So yes, okay. Kitty Pride was in X-Men Last Stand, which was like panned. Right. It was the third Yeah, one. it was a bad movie. Yes, and Ellen Page played Kitty Pride in that, and Ellen Page right. is also in the Umbrella Academy. Right. Look at that. She's the, the one. Wife. yes. Yeah. It's like I Ooh. feel like we're making a, a crazy like nerd map, like we're like solving a puzzle with the red this strings. Is, <laughs> this is what we do. Was she was she in the cartoon though? I never got into the cartoon. Oh, that yeah, was great a little question.
0: after she,
3: she wasn't. No, she wasn't. They kind of use like Jubilee as their sort of like young teenage like sure. girl who's discovering her their powers. Like that was gotcha. their avenue. What was Jubilee's power? She made sparkles. <laughs> Great. Okay, cool. That's why the most important. That's power I, of I, think, all. I was hoping yeah. a blurred
0: could make it sound different, but no, she <laughs> makes sparkles.
3: No, she makes sparkles. I think maybe fireworks. there's also like Dazzler, who just like she's a pop star because it was like yeah, around the time of MTV. Skates. Oh yeah, roller mm-hmm. skates. And she Dazzler made like lights. And then the Jubilee was the nineties version of like fireworks. So every okay. decade gets their, you know teen mall rat person gets the mall rat X-Man that they deserve.
1: I take it you're too young for, Gemin holograms to have hit How you properly. How
3: dare you? Uh, oh, well, am I actually, wrong? Thank you. Actually, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> black tone crack. Well, and that's actually my mother when I, I turned 25. Her, her birthday gift to me was um, anti-aging cream. And she goes, your face is your fortune. And then, so that's why I look younger than I really am. And then she when I turned right. 30, she was like, we have to kick it up a notch. Now you need a night cream. So have my, I will, this face will not age, but um yeah. We're not working. Gem in the it's holograms. working. I thank you, boys. Thank you. I will come on the show all the time. Uh, gem and the Holograms, I used to wake up every, I think it used to come on like sun, it used to come on super fucking early. And um, I love Gem and the Holograms because I thought that my initials spelled jam. So this is where the ego comes in at a very early age. And I just thought like Gem was just jam spelled weird. So I was like, this show is about me and for me. So that was my connection to Gem in the beginning. <laughs>
1: And, and it was outrageous. about you and for you,
2: but in Thank a very you. different way.
3: Well, yeah. Did you see that movie the, a few I, years ago? I, not at all. And because I love my childhood too much, I absolutely 110% yeah. will not. I can't co-sign it. Did You, you, you saw didn't, that, but you did the Captain I, I, Marvel? Okay.
1: No, no, no. I, of course not. But I, to me, it was so heartbreaking that they didn't make a movie in the... What, what year, Dave, was the VMA kiss between madonna britney and christina
3: 2004. For, oh, two, oh, four okay like, like two, yeah yeah 2004. that, that was the moment
1: to make the gem movie uh britney is gem christina is <gasps> pizzazz madonna is synergy like yes. it, it would have been oh. the fact that we let that opportunity pass us by yeah. as a culture is tragedy
0: wouldn't it be better though if you did it with all those same people now yeah, yeah, i would be-
3: yeah, absolutely <laughs> too i don't I know i've been watching now. I've been watching, and I am a—I am part of the Britney army. Like, she captured my heart at 13 years old on TRL. It's how I learned to dance. I just used to, like, uh, you know, watch the music videos in, in repeat and in slow motion. Britney was my teacher. But now I'm following her on Instagram. And it's, like, sometimes, like, I think I like back in the day for some celebrities, there wasn't so much, like, access. Like, sometimes too much access isn't good. She, like, burnt down her gym recently because she was looking her candles. Like, so I love her to death. I, yeah that's But my I don't favorite know she would
0: be ready for it. No, I don't think, yeah, I think we gotta we gotta take things one little tiny step at a time <laughs> with, with old Brittany. but that 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 video, that Instagram video, yeah. the yeah. key of the whole thing for me is uh, I first of all, she's the voice is all in the throat. I don't know what's yeah. going on. I, yeah um, I burned down my gym, unfortunately.
2: <laughs>
3: Like, it's not just like a thing that happens. Like,
0: yeah, but like, we know it's bad when you destroy your home. You don't need to. Yeah. It's like
3: it's
1: very haunting, actually. It's very haunting. It's because it's like
3: it already wasn't going well. And then like add on the pandemic and I'm just like, hashtag free Britney. Like, what's going on? Like, I am concerned.
0: What is going on? (laughs) Well, she went for a, a hike the other day. I was on the Daily Mail. I clicked on the <laughs> the sidebar of shame and she yeah. she and Sam went for a, a hike in masks. They're being responsible okay. and they're being healthy.
3: So Well, I love that. And her boyfriend yeah. is super hot. I'm following him too for no good reason other than that he's just he's a hottie and That's a um, good reason. That's but a But I think I got I think I'm going to unfollow her just because like it's doesn't bring me joy i have to marie kondo some things and it's not sparking yeah. joy in yeah. my life right now it makes no. me feel bad and i'm just scared of what's going on over there like yeah. i love her to pieces so it's hard to see
1: and are what you, are you a listening free britney to? person oh, i'm sorry sorry no, i was no, no. just are you uh, a free britney uh, person yes yeah, do you do you have do you subscribe to the theory that
3: she is still sort of imprisoned by this um what what do you call it? hundred and thousand percent mm-hmm. i think okay. you know because i i mean i um You know, it all really started back in around 2004. It was shortly after the Madonna-Britney kiss. And, um, you know, when she had broken her leg and then the – she wanted to make her own album. She was really wanting to do her own music. And the label was like, you're not doing that. She had, like, a gay anthem. It was an album called Original Doll that she was going to do. Um, And they were like, you're not going to do this. And I think, like, at an early age, when you're trying to, like, develop and find yourself and you realize you're kind of just like this, you know – puppet essentially um and then i think that kind of broke her and then the relationship with you know justin fettering out in front of everybody the way that it did um and then she ended up going through fast forward a few years the conservatorship which she's still under and um I I think like, you know, she's, she's a business and an enterprise. And I think like folks are, you know, there's allegedly everything is allegedly, uh, but I'd be reading the blogs and I'd be trying to follow up on all the news, but, um, you know, she was going to be doing a concert tour and then that just got abruptly canceled. And the reason was because of her father that he was in the hospital. And the rumor is that that's not the case that, you know, she, she's, allegedly on, you know, different medications and whatnot. And she had had a mental breakdown back years. Remember, she was 5150 and she was put on a gurney. There was a psychologist who said someone who's had a mental breakdown of that level should not be doing the work that she's doing. But I think her heart, she loves to do it. But I also think there's, she's, there's so many people depend on her. And then also with the music industry, it's really messed up. You have these people at the very, very top who sometimes are the most untalented people who are making all the money. And um, yeah, long story long, I I completely do <laughs> believe that, you know, something's not right in the state of Britney and that she's not in full control. And it's sad because it's, you know, how many times throughout history are women sort of, you know, not in control of their own lives or their own, you know, um um destiny. And I'm glad that she's healthy and safe, but I wish that, you know, she... I thought that this would be the time where we really see her just sort of unfold into her own. And that were that album, like her own like sort of velvet rope sort of album, you know, one that just sort of unleashes who her true heart. And we don't, Uh, we're still not getting that at this point. What
1: would I give to hear that album? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So so what are you listening to now?
3: Yeah, I mean, um I'm a huge pop head. I love, you know, pop music 100%. The two albums that I am flip-flopping before back and forth are, which I think are some of the two greatest pop albums to be created in a long time. I am loving Lady Gaga's Chromatica. I think she is, it's, 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 I don't even say that she's back where she was doing pop music. It's, it's evolved. She's completely, you've seen where the journey where she's gone on. And also someone who's just had their heart broken not too long ago. It is the perfect dance healing breakup album. Um, And then future nostalgia, Dua Lipa. Like,
0: thank you, of course. Love them both. So good. Love them both. Um, Yeah, I uh, Dua is my queen. I I love her. I just love her. She is. I haven't. I haven't like fanboyed out for a, a young female pop star like that in yeah. ages.
3: Yeah. I love them. it's. There, there gets to be a point where you kind of think like, oh, I guess my ship has sailed in terms of the whole entire fanboying out on yeah. like a pop star. Like, oh, I don't know who these people really are. I guess I'm just going to listen to you. And then, you know, Dua Lipa comes along and you're like, I'm back in the game. I still I got believe it. again.
0: Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. I know who oh, these people it feels are. Good. Yeah. It feels good. Because yes. honestly, yeah, once you once you feel like you've aged out of the culture, it's a terrible feeling. And it doesn't... Oh. It doesn't get with each new day, it doesn't get any less that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Totally. It gets yeah. much, much worse. And you look at the billboard charts and you're like, don't I don't know. You're don't Indiana know. For me.
3: Are you kidding me? I, I thought there would never be a day when I wouldn't watch MTV. I was like, I will die yeah. watching MTV. And then there yeah. comes a point, I was like watching the last video music awards. I'm like, I don't know who, who are these people? What? Who? I don't understand. Right. It took, yeah. I And I feel dated. Like sometimes it took me a long time to figure out what a, who a, what a Billie Eilish was. And yes. I didn't know. Yes. It took me a minute and I got publicly shamed for that. And, uh, yeah, so do a leap of making me feel like I'm still here, still yeah. got it. Every now and then, an artist comes along, gives yeah. you a little, a little burst of youth.
1: Yeah, Welcome, Carly, oh. Carly
3: Ray. Who? Carly Ray Jepsen. You, you're the. You know, this is the second time I've been on a podcast and someone's been really trying to like sell me on Carly Ray. and it's not that I I sh- I've heard the music; it's great. I need a little bit of. I think I need a little bit of choreography. And I know that, like, but Mm. at least, like, I'm very visual. The visual thing is the thing that's going to hook me in. And Dua first music video was just so a visual masterpiece in the hotel room. And, you know, she's not the best dancer, but she gives me eye candy, like, in physical. Like, ah, she gives it to me. And because I actually, you know, I teach um dance I, I have a dance i used to teach for Bear flash mob i actually used to teach up for a lot of drag queens in san francisco oh, i wow. got discovered as a go-go dancer by um Hechalina. and um yeah, who runs... We have so much to talk it. about. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, heck, Lita just, you know, she, as she claims, she plucked me from obscurity. And through there, I started working with, like, Peaches Christ, and um, uh, and then I got discovered by a group, called, back when flash mobbing was the thing, like, in the, mm-hmm. you know, t- early 2010s, uh, Bayer Flashmob picked me up, and I was choreographing for them. And it was amazing, because I used to learn dance by, like, watching Janet Jackson music videos. Um, Doesn't Really Matter was one that I, oh yeah, making the video, I had just recorded that and watched everything meticulously learning in slow motion, pause, rewind, da-da-da, and fast forward years later like the thing that when you're doing as a kid whatever it is that you do as a kid they say that's what your mission and your passion and your dream what you're supposed to be doing you know and who knew that like years later this thing that i was doing when i used to choreograph for high school performances Mm -hmm. based on the music video choreography and i was getting paid to do it with you know drag queens and barrier flash mob and i now have my own dance company icon dance collective and Currently teaching Lady Gaga, uh, Ariana Grande, uh, "Rain on Me" right now on the Zooms. So if people oh, want wow. to do Saturday at two p.m. on the Zooms, are oh. these?
1: Is this choreography yeah, for for dancers, dancers, or can regular people?
3: Everybody's got a a song in their heart, a, a a shuffle in their their feet, and I I pride myself. I really will try to break down the moves as meticulously as possible. I'll try to tell a story with the moves of like when your right leg goes in, I call it the Nancy Kerrigan because it's like you know Tanya Harding just came by and hit you in the leg, so you know oh yeah Nancy on uh, count two. Um and and so it, the great thing is you're dancing in your living room like no one's there. It's just a release. It's just a it's just fun and you get to learn like i love going to dance classes but like honestly like no one cares if you know you learn you know some random teachers dance the slave for you nobody wants to see that at a wedding no one wants to see that on your tiktoks or whatever the kids are doing what they want to see is the the slave for you choreography or the choreography from if you know and so it's sort of like a fun thing like you get to do the choreography that you've always wanted to learn and always wanted to do so Although, maybe, Matt, I saw maybe you want to just do random choreography to slave for you. Uh, no, well, no. You're, you're right. I mean, I want any choreography to slave, slave to you.
1: Fair. save yeah. for you. Um, <laughs> I need this. Which also, I'm, that title yeah.
3: is like, did not age well. Not at all. <laughs> sure not didn't. All. <laughs> Isn't it it's Ooh, weird? What a different time we thought yeah. we were living in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, just really sitting with that. Yes, where, sorry. where do I get question. the
1: link
0: to this Zoom?
3: Yeah, I can. Uh, do you guys have some show notes? Can we put it in the show notes or something? Or yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll put it on the uh, yeah on the Twitter feed. Perfect. Yes, I will put that out there. Password um, is pride because I don't want any all caps. I don't want any crazies jumping in there. Course. I've not We're been Zoom bombed right. yet, but like, I'm terrified. It could happen. It could <laughs> it happen. happen to you. Speaking of Hecklina, have you been to Daytime Realness? Um, <laughs> I don't remember being at Daytime Realness. <laughs> <Okay>. Um, hey,
0: <laughs> I it's not a no,
3: <laughs> it was just, just on heclina's uh, She has a podcast as well. She's joined yeah. the fray. I was just chatting with her earlier this week. Um, cause she's down in Palm Springs. And uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I performed at Daytime Realness, again, choreographing for the <laughs> drag queens. And hmm. once, well, I did a, 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 a foray into drag because we were uh, some friends of mine who were dancers who used to do backup for the drag queens as well, um, wanted to do the Spice Girls so uh, sign me up, like my dream, like I got to live out my Spice Girls dream, like no longer just in my you know bedroom singing along, like I got to fucking be Scary Spice. So, um, now we performed at like one. Lena saw that the act was you know gold. She follows the money, so she was like had uh, us yeah. on this like Pride tour. We did like the Pride main stage, like she had us all around. So, I love wow, this. um. I,
1: I I just have to circle back to your days as a go go dancer. How and where and for how long and
3: just take us there. Yeah. Stare. You know, I was, I uh, am a retired go go dancer, not by choice. The phone just like stopped ringing. I don't know what happened. I was like ready and available. For whatever reason, when I moved to San Francisco and it was, you know, doing my acting stuff, I really had a dream of like being a go-go dancer as like my side gig. There just was something like, you know, just getting to be like the hot guy who's dancing and people just, you know, want to fuck like, yes, please like need that. And two, it's sort of, I think there's something psychological about it as well. Maybe growing up and not necessarily thinking you know, I was my older brother, not thinking like I was the attractive one or, you know, especially in the gay community, especially in San Francisco, um, there was a lot of like unawareness about people's sort of racism of like, oh, it's just a preference. Well, you're preferring racism, you know, like Mm. there was a high count of, you know, white and Asian guys and the white guys wanted white guys and Asian guys and the Asian guys wanted the white guys. And so kind of felt like you were left out of the equation. So, and also, I just love performing. I love dancing. I love entertaining. And I love dancing in as little clothing as possible. And I got the, the go-go dancing thing started because I was in a dance-off, which happens sometimes. I was in a dance-off in the middle of the streets in Pride. And, uh, I think I had finished with like, I grabbed someone's water and finished with like a flash dancing move where I like dunk the water on myself. And then someone was sitting to my friend, they're like, who's the, who, where does he dance at? And she's like, I'm on the streets. He's like, no, he must be like a go-go dancer. And she's like, um, I'll give you his contact. And she served as like my agent and manager. Uh, oh so God. she helped me get a uh, booked at club rebel, which was where Heclina was doing the booking. And so it's maybe like a year, year or two years. Um, it forced me to keep going. I have a healthy gym habit and um, for better or worse, it created healthy, non-healthy gym attitudes. Mm-hmm. And how are those gym attitudes now? Yeah. Uh, working out six days a week. Um, it, <laughs> and then I had to buy, I, the, the, I don't really care about the thing that I was, that, that has really, you know, killed me the most. I mean, whoa, is me? Like it's, I have Karen problems. Like, they're not really problems, you know, um, about not being able to go to the gym. So, I bought like a body boss, which is like a resistance cables. And uh, yeah, just still pumping it out six days a week. Cause one day we're gonna get out of here and I'm not gaining that COVID 15. I am, no. get, they're gonna be like, ooh, what was he doing during quarantine? And um, I'll get all the boys. There's this yeah, fascination of people. <laughs> Dave's like researching I'm, it right I'm, now. I am, I'm doing it right now. I highly oh, I recommend, yeah, highly recommend. Resistance cables, you can do all kinds of stuff. You're only limited by your imagination with the workouts that you can do uh, on there.
1: And you're going to get <laughs> discovered uh, just walking the Castro like you did, you know, <laughs> with the the water over your head.
3: Stratting myself. I, you know, honestly, sometimes like the... the I really do believe in the law of interaction in, in the universe. Sometimes, like, you can't make things happen. Like, when I booked Black Panther, I could have never said, you know, oh, I want to end up posting for Marvel Entertainment and doing the Black Panther red carpet. Like, sometimes, like, it literally is, you know, luck is, you know, preparation, being ready, and being at the right place at the right time. So, and it's partly why I just decided I was going to go back to the Bay Area because I had, a, I have a really great career there. I actually, you know, I worked on, um... Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist when I was in San Francisco, um, which is on NBC. I was Mandy Moore's assistant. Not that Mandy Moore. (laughs) Choreographer. Yes, hands down. She gets like a lot, which I get that with, you know, James Arthur. People are like, oh, like, no, not that James Arthur. I get get emails. People keep like, they're like, can you sing at my daughter's wedding? And if Mm -hmm. you go to my website... And if you have an inkling of what James Arthur, the singer looks like, you would know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, um, the uh, manager of Coldplay is also named Dave Holmes. So I get DMs constantly. (laughs) Can you play my wedding? Um, Our prom in the Philippines, whatever. I have a a friend who's a comedian who's named Chris Martin. Yeah. is the lead singer of Coldplay. His screen name is not the Chris Martin from Coldplay. And he gets DMs.
3: (laughs) Still, even with that, yeah and it's just like you, look look at my face it's not we're not you know it's not him dave what you and i should do is we should just do a tour we should, yes, we should. start booking we should start booking stuff and as yes. long as the check's clear listen yeah. i'm not there yeah. it's not our fault they didn't do the research so yes a James are Arthur is coming <laughs> a dave holmes is coming yeah we'll and we're entertain you god damn it oh you'll be entertained you'll get something if you won't be entertained yeah, we could I could get out on or- this
1: and uh, we could mislead people to think that I'm Matt McGory, maybe?
3: Oh, yes. Um, get well, out. I don't know. Listen, That's the best I can own do. It. I don't no, know. Matt, you That's own good. that. That's great. We're going to sell it. Listen, they, you're kind of, you know, when you get like, well, no offense, if you don't mind getting like, you know, fine print billing, you know, like when you're going to like a concert and it's like, oh, these people that you know, and then there's like the small acts, you know, we'll just put you down there. <laughs> you, you could be uh, <laughs> Matt <laughs> okay, McGorry. <McConquer. with> <laughs> It's all good. We could do Gem in um, the Hologram covers. Now, Ooh. I, you guys, you guys, I, I don't have... I, let, can we circle yes. back around? There was yeah. a Gem movie? There. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was. Who was if, in it? I, why don't I remember
0: it? It I, came I and wanna, went.
3: I want to say Ashley Benson from Pretty Little Liars. That's I, I, right. Right? I Doesn't that seem like she was in that? like she was the go-to for those little Seems movies. That's right.
1: But um, it was a it was like a rock movie not a not a like a fantasy you know yeah. They Wish.
3: didn't lean in... I mean, Gem and the Holograms is science fiction at its finest. Like, it is... It's, you know, sci-fi out there. Um, she uses holographic technology... Oh, the 80s. We are like, this is what computers can do because no one really knew. Uh, yeah. But she used holographic technology to be able to, like, transform into Gem. It's a really fucked up... I've done a Gem rewatch recently. Um, mm. Really weird plot line because there's a song that she has because it's, like, a love triangle between her... Between Gem... Um, uh, Jerica, which is who she really is, and the boyfriend right. Rio, and she has a song called "Like yep. Who Is He Kissing?" Who is he kissing? It's like it's you, Jem. It's you. He's yep. fucking kissing you, and Rio's torn up about it. He's like, "Oh my god, I love two women." Just tell him it's you, Jem. Like it's, it's come on. Okay, Out of I, I found it. It's Aubrey Peoples,
0: who I don't know who that is, was uh, huh. like Jerica, oh, Stephanie yeah. Scott, Aurora Perrineau, daughter of Harold. Ryan Guzman. Oh, Haley Kiyoko. Oh Oh, yes. Okay. That's cool. And Starlight Music's CEO, Juliette Lewis, obviously.
3: Oh yes. That would have been my, I would have went to go see it for her, but I just, they weren't like, she was just a YouTube star. She didn't own like her own orphanage. That's part of like, you know, give her some business. Like she, that's part of her thing. She has the Starlight house. And she, there was no magic. There was no synergy right you can't do it without 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 that and um i mean the misfits had some really crazy plot lines they kidnapped her sister and threw her in a volcano they put a bomb in the orphanage and then when it blew up and they showed up and they're like you guys better help us clean this up and they're like fuck you we're going to the concert i'm like this is an act of terrorism <laughs> and they just walked away from it <laughs> oh, a lot of cocaine that's what that is yeah. a lot I, yes of even cocaine, world incarnations. Sometimes I do think opera? I'm
0: a uh, here in the what wrong time. Yeah, were, were you a soap opera person,
3: oh, or did yeah. you even need
0: it with Gem and the Holograms? In the <laughs>
3: <universe>? <laughs> Eventually, I needed something more. I only, maybe about I, a few years ago, or maybe at least twelve years of my life, I watched Days of Our Lives every okay. every day. Same, it, it, really? Okay, yes. Have you tried to watch it recently?
1: I uh, know I haven't. Okay. Have you?
3: I did. It's sort of the same hotlines like, um, hope is Princess Gina again. And um, oh, wow. yeah, Stefano's dead, dead because the actor passed away, which is yeah, so unfortunate. Right. He's dead, dead. Yeah. yeah but That's um true. yeah i uh days of our lives i swore by it, it was my dream to actually just be instead. i being a soap opera actor i would fucking love it you work every day you get to just really the characters been like hope and kate they've been playing those ki- like i don't know if they really know who they are anymore because like they probably spent so much of their day being these other characters do I we still have john and marlena we must They came back. Well, the thing about it is, is like the contracts are really weird or something that like they can only afford to have actors on for so such a period of time. So they like get like six months on and like a few months off or something. Right. Uh, But yeah, John and Marlena, they, you know, they left, then they came back and, you know, uh, it's the same. The thing that about it is, is like, I forget what it was, was it during the recession, there was huge budget cuts to a lot of these soaps. We lost like a lot of the soaps and the heartening thing about going back now is that there's just not a lot of money that goes mm. into it. They have like four sets. So everyone's like living in the same hotel or like everything happens at like the police station and only like only one room of the police station or there's yeah. like only like two extras. And it just, you go back and you look at like older clips, like they had more money. It wasn't like a lot, but they definitely had more to like fill out the world. The, um, a
0: friend of mine was uh, an evil nurse on Days of Our Lives recently. Ooh. She was on for a week. Uh, John and Marlena were in a, the hospital room. Yes. And <laughs> she had to like inject them with like memory loss fluid or some, something. Oh.
3: Yeah, But then uh-huh. somebody
0: came in and knocked her out in time. Oh. And then oh, yeah, she like, wow. she fell down and it faded to black on her. And then she was never heard from again
3: oh okay that's well that's because no. uh, you, you, know, you honestly never know sometimes when those parts you know i well similar to matt i had like a one-liner on uh cbs all who's uh tell me a story <laughs> there's oh, yeah, yeah. so many like platforms and shows you have to be really specific um i love the residual checks i get from it it's just like you know oh somebody watched this in china i get like you know five dollars <laughs> in the mail um yeah but, like, you get, like, those one. That's why I was saying I was applauding your one-liner because, one, you nailed the joke. Two, it wasn't cut. Like, I learned early on, don't publicize that you're in something until you've seen the final cut of it. Because yeah. I was in it, but it was, like, a take of, like, just my back. I was actually... The scene I was in was with uh, Becky Newton, um, mm. who's Michael is like, BFF. Yeah, like, yeah. He was just on the right. show recently. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I was with her. We had a great time. She was so lovely, so wonderful. We would do, like, a lot of, like, sort of improv. Like, I just had one line. It was like, "Uh, Miss Samantha, when you're ready. (laughs) And... Well, we had created this whole entire plot line between us that, you know, I was her, you know, assistant and all these, you know, we just created this entire world and we'd walk off and we'd just keep the scene sort of going and, you know, just, it's just for fun. And, but it was like, you know, 50 extras. Was my first time on such a set with like so many, you know, people and, and things. I had my own dressing room, uh, you know. Mm. Yeah, it was, you feel like a, you feel like a queen for the day. And then you look at the final cut and it's like, oh, just my back. Got it. Cool. Okay. <laughs> So i don't know how the scene could make any
1: sense without you saying that pivotal line but okay i mean
3: <laughs> i actually don't feel so bad because um there's a woman who she used to be on gray's anatomy and so she's been on a bunch of stuff and they caught her whole entire like she's actually having the scene with becky newton before i even get in they caught her entire part so i was like oh. you know it was for time it wasn't had nothing to do yeah, with yeah, what yeah. i did <laughs> definitely not
1: um James, we have to uh, circle back. Uh, You mentioned we we were talking about Chromatica, a recent heartbreak.
3: Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, How recent are you torture you, but... I I knew when I said that. I saw both of you, like, light up like a Christmas tree, and I was like, oh, we're gonna... gonna Yeah, my ears fully
0: perked up like a dog.
3: Yeah, um... You know, my longest relationship has been 11 months. I've never had a one-year anniversary. Uh It's been my goal. I don't know. It's like I don't want to give gifts. I'm afraid of that. No, I don't. It just doesn't end up happening. But my most recent relationship... um. I tend to most of my my last four boyfriends have all been long distance. They all were astrological sign Tauruses, and three of them lived uh, in Europe, two of them in Holland. So I thought the universe was just being very specific when I had this, you know, most recent one of like, you know, you're going to date someone that's, you know, far away, and they're going to be a Taurus, and they're going to live. No, these are warning signs. Now I'm realizing hmm. these are all warning signs, and I, I, so I fell. I was traveling, um, just like if you, like, about last summer, I was traveling. I went to Europe for about five weeks, and uh, fell in love as one does. I don't usually date younger. I have a rule, two rules. And I broke them, and that wouldn't. If you got know two your rules, rules, you count them. You yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I my rules are: I don't date anybody who's not been to therapy, and they have to at Smart. least be over 20, 26. Now it's thirty because you need to have your brain needs to finish forming, which happens at twenty six, and you need to have gone through your return of Saturn, and you need to have gone through therapy because all human beings have trauma, and especially us as gay men, or if you are intersectional, like there's you have things that you need to have worked through. So I broke those rules and I had lost myself in this. This is something that ends up happening, which is really like, I, yeah, I do all this therapy and I do all this Oprah and self-help stuff. And I just feel so solid outside of a relationship. And then as soon as I'm in a relationship, all of like my ghost starts sort of coming up, you know, all of the, the the trauma. And as Marianne Williamson says that like relationships are going to bring out all of your trauma, it's, you're confronted with it. that, And it's about finding a partner who can dance with you in that trauma. Like you don't get an excuse. Like we all have trauma, you know, we all have, you know, hurt and pain. And so you don't get to, Well, oh, this is who I am, but it's, you know, working through that. And I've consistently been with men who, I would say just are emotionally unavailable. Um, I'm a very I'm a cancer. Uh, I've got a lot of emotions coming at people. and I continuously are. Yeah, I hear you, doggy. Um, Things got a lot of emotions too. So yeah. Um, and it, it was. I think. But the one thing I do <laughs> about a breakup is it's kind of like it's your. It's your birthday. You get to do whatever the fuck you want for like a few weeks. You get to listen to like the best music. Like the best mm-hmm. music is breakup music. Um, I felt like I, I did a lot of, I did um the artist way, the book, the artist way. And if you have um, done that by Julia Cameron. So I've I felt done the like the first a, you five know, weeks of that five times. Dave Holmes, this is my third time doing it, and I still haven't, I've never been to, I think I got to chapter 10 this time. So, better than I've ever done.
0: (laughs) It's great and really good. I'm sorry to derail, but like really good things do come into your life. A hundred percent. Even just those first few weeks, just by doing those exercises.
3: Yes, absolutely. And then you get cocky and you put it away. Yeah. And then you, uh, then you're like, come crashing down again. You're like, whoa, I need to, you know, start yeah. back over at, you know, step one. So yeah. I doing it, I was doing the artist dates. I felt like a, a new, like I was on my healing. So listening to whatever music I wanted to, I was drinking more than I probably needed to. Um, But now that's, once you get to a point, like I, during the pandemic, I've not had any alcohol in like the past three months. So kudos wow. to me. Well, yeah. N- now that there's a, you know, I don't have a there's not an now it sounds like I have an issue or problem. And there's nothing wrong if you do, but um uh but I did a painting class. I went rock climbing, I was gonna take a yeah, just doing all these things that I wanted to do. So I love breakups for those reasons because you crash and burn and you walk away from that plane crash. And it shows you how, you know, strong you are and you usually come out the other side. Um but I'd eventually like to just not have to go through the plane crash. Yeah.
1: Hey, what are you doing now? Are you on? I mean, obviously, you're not out there dating, dating, but are you on the apps?
3: Oh man, so I am. So I've I've been on Scruff off and on, probably. Grinder's too twinky for me. No offense. Um, I just feel like there's better diversity on Scruff. Uh, just diversity of men. Um, and I've been I've been on. I probably in like like I think I've been on the the Scruff for like eight years seven years, I don't know, uh, many years probably maybe had like five hookups off of Scruff, like I am a much more in-person type of guy, I I think people, I think people are also just really sometimes shitty on these apps, it's hard to get like a real sense of who people are, I once hooked up with a guy who was like, oh wow I would have actually never hooked up, hooked up with you through the app, you're really great like, thanks I don't uh-huh. know what that means, but um yeah, I, I, so, but I am still just, I like to just keep it on and I get so annoyed and I, I guess I should just really go off the app because I'm, I'm baiting people. So that's not really fair because I'm on, but I'm like, I'm in the middle of a fucking pandemic. I'm not going to hook up with you. I'm not, there's nothing I'm going to do with you. And so I should be off because really I'm just like there to like turn my nose and shame off, shame people. But like really shouldn't be hooking up everybody unless like, no, of course not. Right? I'm not crazy. Like in the middle of a fucking it pandemic. Is, it is a good time for low stakes flirting. Yes, you're apps, right. Low so stakes, stakes text Old flirting. school just, you know. I just feel like no one's on the apps for that. Yeah. You're like let the fuck. But yeah, the thing that we can't do the thing that the that you're on the apps for. Right, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't maybe be interested in like um I don't know. Why don't we, why why aren't we doing more like, maybe people are, and I'm just, you know, behind the times, but like you could do like a a FaceTime, like, you know, jerk off session. (laughs) You could. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm sure that's happening. Okay. Just, okay. I need to change my profile (laughs) button. If anyone's
1: listening who wants to uh, slide into your DMs, what uh, should they know? They should, no? a, obviously, they First? should be over 30 and haven't gone to therapy. That goes
2: without yes. saying.
3: First, and then the th- and then the next thing is, don't ever say slide into my DMs to me. I, that... <laughs> when you... I, I, it cr- it's like nails on a chalkboard. For some reason, it's... And I'm not a prude. It's so nasty. Like, it sounds just so, like... It sounds like a dick going into an app. It sounds like, wet. It, just, yeah. it sounds Bro. wet. Yes. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, so uh, that'd be number, you know, four. Don't, you know, say, hey, I just let into your DMs. Oh, I just, yeah.
0: just do it. <laughs> just do it and shut up about it.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, they gotta Yeah. Be forceful. That's uh, the fifth thing. Um, yeah. yeah I, I think it's, uh, I don't even know how one, I I feel like I've become so celibate in these past few months. Is like my mind frame isn't even in that. I think I'm just already thinking of like, okay, I'm gonna have children. You know, it's like I'm skipping past the partner part of it. Um, They do want kids and want to adopt two. And then no, I want to I want to have one child. But I feel like because I'm gay biologically, I don't have to have children. So for every one child, I i have i'm gonna to adopt two so three kids okay so three okay to balance it out all right <laughs> got this all
0: planned out why am I yes, you so yes you do yes you do um and that's like you got i mean if you want to through a surrogate or something have one you gotta
3: oh i gotta, gotta make start point. the ball rolling Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's what... So, actually, that's why I'm also... My side thing that right now that I'm doing is I, uh, I'm i learning computer programming. Time to make some serious wow. coin on the side. Because I think, like, I've seen so many... Maybe you all have seen this as well. This pandemic was absolutely frightening as an artist because I have so many of my friends who are completely out of work who are on Broadway or in Hollywood and don't have anything. And luckily like, you know, I, I have my foot in the door at the, te- at the tech company doing some consulting stuff for them. And um, yeah, just having that, cause computers are never going away. Robots are taking people's jobs and they need someone right. to program those robots. And uh, yeah, I just want to make some serious money so I can do something with that. I, uh, you know, closing the generational wealth gap, especially for, you know, black people, like it's, the wealth gap isn't getting any smaller. I want to, you know, I'm really about passing something down to the next generation so that they don't have to work as hard as, you know, I did or, you know, my parents did and things like that. And He's how's the coding going? Can you can you do it? <laughs> Are you a coder? Oh, uh I've taken I've I I fourteen class fourteen uh sort of full classes to complete through Code Academy. I've done one. Uh I I could do basic HTML. But it is there's something that's really gratifying about learning computer programming because like as an artist, it's like the answers are infinite, right? But at least with computer programming, it's like they're not so much as there's a right like you get that immediate satisfaction of like you did it right or you didn't. And then, oh, if it's broken, you just problem solve it. And there are right. different ways to problem solve it. But um, I don't know. There's something just sort of immediate, and just looking for some safety and security because uh, who knows what's going to happen with the industry? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm sad about move. I was really looking forward to the Black Widow movie, um, and in the Wonder Woman movie. There's this year there was four superhero movies coming out, and they all had female women front and center birds of what prey I, birds mm-hmm. yeah birds of prey which a lot of people slept on it it was so good highly recommend I loved it oh you saw it yeah. yeah so great they managed to do like an avengers style movie and one you met all these different superheroes uh lots of women of color it was very diverse uh ewan mcgregor who matt you kind of look like did anybody ever tell you that
1: that's only in that uh, there's a cragginess that okay. I share with him, maybe. But yeah, yeah no, I, th- I think the bar was set so low for Birds of Prey that we were yeah. pleasantly surprised.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I it was a female director. I think yeah. just the packaging on it and coming out. And fe- I don't know what happened, but y'all go give that movie some money. So, um, yeah. and then Wonder Woman and then... Um, The, oh shit, The Eternals, uh, Marvel movie Eternals, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek. um, We still haven't seen the trailer for it. We're waiting. And uh, everything's just up in, I don't, I love the movies. I love it. And I just don't know when are we, I can't imagine going back to the movie theater until like, we have a cure. Like, I just don't, you know, like, how do we do that? Yeah. Yeah. that's why
1: I do feel like they owe it to us to just give us the movies now.
3: You think At so? At least you can yeah.
1: do Yeah. Throw them on but, demand.
3: <laughs> my only thing is, now let's talk numbers, though, because I I want Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow movie to, like, blow up the box office. Yeah. Women can make money, you know, and for it to come out on the small screen. She's been shafted for, like, 10 years in the Marvel industry. Like, why has Black Widow not had a movie up until just now? Um, but, yeah, so, but, you know, I, I think Marvel can... I think that's all... I mean, they they're in their next phase of movies. So they really can release it whenever they want. There's nothing like, like there's no other movie that's depending on this. This is the first one of the new phase. So, you know, I say wait till next year if they need to, or, you know, but there's only so long that they can really wait. I don't know how much longer I can hold
1: out before that wonder woman.
3: Yeah. Oh man. Um, Oh, Kristen Wiig is playing Cheetah in it. Um, come on oh I was doing did you guys ever just watch Glee oh yeah uh, a, a bit yes <laughs> so i'm doing I was doing a glee rewatch, and it's it was already hard to do a glee rewatch because the show of glee is just such a haunted tale because uh Cory died of a drug overdose, and then Mark got arrested for child pornography and then killed himself in prison right yeah and then mm-hmm. the latest leah michelle drama it's just like i oh already have God. difficulty separating the art from the artist as there is yeah. and now it's just like uh, it's hard it's hard that's to a tough one
0: i mean you knew you knew there was darkness oh, yes. behind <laughs> then was leah that? michelle <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, that was I I'm I am here for any and all Leah Michelle stories.
3: Oh, my YouTube, you know, YouTube knows how to suggest things for you. Boy, does my YouTube know me. Almost every day it's sending me the latest like Leah Michelle gossip on this specific situation. Like this morning it was like ET Canada did a conversation about it and I was like, "Oh, okay, got to watch this." Like Of course like, you, know. <laughs> of course you it knows do. me.
1: It really did. And that news did strike at such a kind of inopportune time because there are such more important conversations happening that obviously should be. But part of me is like, but can we also hold on to that and maybe circle back to it when when the time feels right?
3: Well, I think I'm of the mind again, like you've got to eat your vegetables, but you also, you know, if you've been good, you can have a cookie over here, which is like how I do like the shows that I'm watching. So it's like I'll watch Glee, but I'll also watch like, uh, you know, documentary about how fucked up Ronald Reagan was or, uh, you know, oh, the five bloods on Netflix, Spike Lee. Uh So good. It's it's really good. It feels like five movies in one, but when you get, when you finally, at first, it's very disjointing. You'll be like, whoa, wow, I really like this. Wait, what's going on? Oh, I don't know if I like this. Oh, this is great. I'm sad. Oh, this is exciting. Ah, violent. And then at the end, when it lands, you're like, okay, all right, thanks, Beckley." Like, you're going to get such a history lesson about Black veterans. Like, you know, Black folks have, you know, that's why when you see things, when people are like, oh, the flag. And, you know, Black people have fought for every single war in this country. You know, we fought for every side of it. Our blood is all over this country. And so it was the first time I got to see a story about five um, older black men, first and foremost, going on a trip and then kind of going on an adventure. And then they are also veterans like you just don't really hear about black veterans when, you know, when it comes to Vietnam, we're only 10 percent of the population, but made up about a third of the deaths. You know, so it's a it's a, kudos to Spike for, you know, telling these stories. I hope more stories like this come out. Um, I don't want to see another story about just white people fighting in a war without there's so many stories about black people or, you know, the um, Native American uh, code code crackers who helped us win World War Two. There's just so many other stories to tell. We need them all. Yeah, we need
1: them all. Um James, please be a uh, a, a regular correspondent with us. Please come back again yes. and again.
3: I, I uh, mean I would I, love to. I could talk to you boys all day, every day, all the time. This has been when so it lovely. Is,
0: it has been so nice and when it is all clear for us to share a dance floor. I look forward to that.
3: Same, likewise. You know, Thank you, boys, for having me. This has been great. In the
0: meantime,
1: I'm going to share a dance floor with you virtually. I'm excited to. Oh check out yes, yes. You oh yeah. I'll see you the, at two o'clock tomorrow.
3: Please, yes, two o'clock tomorrow. Let's dance. I'll send you the link. Five, six, seven, eight. And how many? How many,
0: how many oh, more? Last Saturday? question. Oh, sorry, Mike. I'm. How many change. more Saturdays are you going to be doing this?
3: Oh, I will be doing this every Saturday until we can probably do this in person. So every month Great. we learn a new routine. Last week, last month was Dirty Slave for You. So it was a mm-hmm. mashup of learning Christina Aguilera's is Dirty and then Great. Slave for You. Ooh. And then next month is Toxic. And then the month after that, Pussycat Dolls React. Mm, get that chair. Some chairography. Uh-huh. Okay. My question is, can you see us doing the choreography? You if you you do not have to have your camera on. It is optional, so you it's totally up to you. Got it. Got it. Great. But That's, love to see that
0: that makes me feel secure. <laughs> Fair. Appreciate that.
3: Great. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. All right. See you in class, boys.